You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. lunch uh, or, or anytime really at uh, K's. You can also eat outside and you can also um, on top of that <clears throat> you can also um, obviously uh, take out and deliver. And the par- this part of the program is brought by Vero Industries. Over 40 years experience. Folks, they will buy your gold, silver, other precious metals. Call Leo today and make an appointment. Vero, V-E-R-O, Vero Industries, 401-434-8900, 401-434-8900 for Vero Industries. Well, folks, good afternoon. On this Thursday at 107, it's Sean DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen at the website, dipietro.com. Earlier and yesterday, as many of you know, I attended the press briefing by Mayor Alorza. Uh, mayor Lords, it was basically a signing ceremony where the mayor, mayor, uh, he signed to show that, as the journal says, he's starting. He says it's a three-step process regarding reparations. And I was trying to, when you announce that you're going to be seeking reparations, uh, as Dan McGowan puts, you know, expectations are very high with that. Um, I'm not convinced they were fully prepared, but he signed an order, as he says, to pursue the truth and reparations for uh, people of color and also for indigenous people. Well, someone who's very knowledgeable, folks. Uh, I've appeared with him on television in the past. He's very, very knowledgeable, uh, history in our area. He certainly knows politics. And joining us right now is um, the very well-known Ray Rickman. Good afternoon, Ray. Thank you for letting me on your air. Absolutely. Ray, let's start off. Uh, I'd like to hear your general impressions on Mayor Alorza yesterday with the signing the order. Uh, it was really very ceremonial to pursue the truth and reparations for people of color and also indigenous people. Well, as you know, this whole idea is about, about 155 years old. It's 40 acres and a mule. And I actually would like 40 acres and a mule in Barrington on the water. Yeah, that sounds good to me as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, seven or eight million dollars wow. worth of the land. And, and then I'd give the mule away. I don't sure. know too, but um, I am not in favor of reparations. I don't like the word because it's a political word. It's very difficult and there'll be so much pushback. Um, but what I would like, and I've, I've started pursuing this six weeks ago, I would like there to be an education fund for the advancement of whoever, but probably just African-Americans, yep. if you're going to link this to something. Now, I'm not opposed to, you know, I'm really interested in indigenous people, and uh, this I'm setting on Narragansett land as we talk. I would be interested in a separate fund. Uh, for them. Um, I don't know how far you go, um, but can I say this really strongly? We, I watched uh, John Conyers, I worked for him, congressman, put in the first bill on reparation. It went absolutely no place. He couldn't get a hearing. Yep. Uh, later, when he was chairman of the committee, he got a hearing, but so what? This moment is different. We could get something done. I don't know about the mayor getting it done. Mayors have a lot of clout, and if he used it, he could get something done. If he doesn't use his clout, this will just be a discussion. So I talked to uh, the Speaker of the House a month ago, and I asked him to put $18 million in a fund for the advancement of African Americans. Education fund. And the the fund would be for daycare, uh, for x-ray technician school, for Harvard, and everything in between. And we take the $18 million, uh, take 90% of the interest, put the other 10% back in. Yep. uh, Hope Ray Rickman dies one day and leaves a couple hundred thousand dollars to enhance it. Sure. And move the race forward. 
Now, every conservative I talk to, um, and people who say they're not conservatives, but they are, <laughs> the first thing out of their mouth is if African Americans had more education, they would advance. And that's true and not true, because sometimes roads are still blocked or your knowledge, you know, your access or what you know or how connections still mean a lot in this state. Yes. Who, whose cousin you are. And people can lie about it all day long. But I think, um, if you let me, I'll give you my favorite example. Go ahead. X-ray technician costs schools, uh, costs about four or $5,000. People can't go to them because you have to go full time, eight hours a day to eight weeks. You have to quit your job. Hmm. Uh, you know, working class, poor people don't get eight week vacation. Right. And you can't quit your job. And even if you did, you don't have two months worth of money laying around to pay your bills. So they can't go spend that kind of money. X-ray, tissue, uh, X-ray te- technician, plumbers, <laughs> electricians, you know, I'm big on it. And we need to make it possible for people to do that. And I would think uh, anybody who wants to tell the truth knows that black folks in Rhode Island were slaves. 80, 90% of us started as slaves. Then we went to being household servants, no social security. <laughs> Nobody else had any either in the 1860s, 70s, 80s. But anyway, uh, right up to the mid-60s, there are virtually no black professionals in Rhode Island. Hmm. Black folks can't even work in 90% of the factories. Uh, we forget this. It was a French-Canadian factory. It was an Italian-American factory. It was an Irish factory. The other white folks couldn't work in the factory. Wow. And certainly, and certainly nobody black. And the first, I lived next door to the first black bank teller. She worked at the old industrial. Hmm. She got hired the day before they passed the 1965 Civil Rights Bill. Wow. Because, because the bank was told you're going to be put on the list for practicing racial discrimination because you have hundreds of employees and not a single black employee. Now, this, this is what our problem is. We couldn't get a job until 20, 30 years ago. And the majority of people here who were professionals came from someplace else. I'm a Detroiter. Hmm. And so many people are. So eh, probably three-fourths of black folks here their parents were servant 20, 30 years ago. Wow. Servants don't own houses. No. They don't have clouds. That's you right. Know. And then let's go to the South where they wouldn't let a black person get VA uh, benefits when they came back from World War II or Korea or whatever. And that's 80% of the black race was wow. in the South until the 1960s. So we've got to forget, forget everything. Just think about the past. And we've had a tough time. And I think a big fun. Uh, I wrote to uh, what? What was the reaction of Speaker a, Speaker Mattiello of Ray Rickman? What was the oh, reaction? He was gracious. He was fabulous. Okay. Uh, I told him where to get the eighteen million dollars from. Are you ready? Because I never go with hat in hand without giving advice. Sure. Because every the majority of people are not innovative. You know, whatever was is supposed to be. Your father was a policeman. You're supposed to be one. No, you're not. Right. You want to be. Right. You're supposed to be a lawyer or governor. Right. Let me ask you, Uh, Ray. And again, folks, uh, with us is Ray Rickman, who's obviously very knowledgeable. And I want everyone listening to know. And again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Thursday. Ray Rickman, what I and I haven't shared this with him, but what I really respect is obviously not as his. Well, I, I respect his knowledge, but he not only talks the talk, he walks the walk. Ray started a swimming empowerment, which is teaching young children of color how to swim, which has been a detriment, which has been a huge cause of death. Um, and, it, and it just, in many ways, you, you can't be a police officer, firefighter, military if you can't swim. And, uh, and, and, and he put that into play. But, Ray, I would argue... Let's look at, and, and what I like is this is, you know, you're dealing, we're dealing with reality in a realistic conversation. Yes, uh, with, yes. with Mayor Alorza, and again, um, I'm just going to put him to the side for a moment. But if there was some individual, number one, you're right, reparations is, 
It's a polarizing word. So to come out with that, you know, that's almost like if if someone with a city, they talk about the word bankruptcy. People have a gut reaction. Oh, God, no, not bankruptcy. It's like that with operations. To me, the two most high-profile individuals, if you want to talk about a woman, high-profile woman of color in Rhode Island right now, and she has been broadcast into everyone's home since this pandemic began and it's dr scott who is so impressive and fantastic and uh she carries herself in such a dignified way i would argue she has clout and the other one is uh, someone else i would argue not just the other one but the other someone else is ed cooley the coach of providence college who is so well regarded and respected see to me if you want to have a conversation if you have those two individuals with you now we could reel in like a Viola Davis that has that Hollywood clout. Now we're, now we're getting somewhere. These are people that can open doors. I don't think Ray Rickman, see, I don't think a politician could get this done because right out of the box and with good reason, we're questioning their motives. Oh, I don't think so. I think, uh, nah, I shouldn't be telling, but I am. I've had a conversation with the treasurer. Uh, Seth Magaziner. Okay. I, I have a conversation every single day with a so-called powerful person. Wow. I've been doing this since March 11th. I'm on person number 81. Okay. <laughs> right. And, and then some, and I'm down to people who, are, who you might not even think are powerful. Mayor of a couple of these towns. Mm. <laughs> and I talk to them about this moment and that they should do something. Versus just talking about something should be done. Yep. And they do have clout. So I'll give you an example. And I've got all, i got 25 projects, a big thing on my wall, projects. And some of them are going to come to fruition, really, I promise you. Um, I want an Olympic swimming pool for Providence. Hmm. Brown University has the most beautiful, have you seen it? The most beautiful Olympic plus swimming pool in, in New England. It may be better than anybody. Wow. And... Uh, it costs $14 million, and it's for the 7,500 people at Brown, and God bless them. Why can't the 175,000 people in Providence have a swimming pool? 80% of Providence uh, kids have no place to swim. Wow. And we go to the state, and the law is a swimming, uh, I'm sorry, forget swimming. Any school improvement, the state will pay 80%. If you want to build an auditorium or anything else onto your high school, junior high school, the state will pay 80%. You wow. just apply and stand in line. And I told Seth Magaziner the day before yesterday, I want him to be kind and gracious and wonderful and do the research and confirm what I believe is the law. Now, that's his role. Now, I told him the truth. I'm now going to tell people I got the facts from the treasurer. It's got to sound like the treasurer wants this done. And he, he's in favor of it. But I'm just saying, I'm going to go find $5,000 sometime soon. Yep. I'm going to hire me, a, a, a graduate student. There's so many projects. I may have 30. And we're going to write a report on why Providence should have an Olympic swimming pool. Like now, it. it gets better than this. Are you mm. ready? Yes. So city would have to bond $2 million, or some rich people on the east side would have to cough up $2 million, or someplace or Neil Steinberg at the Rhode Island Foundation. I think if we got the 80% from the state, we could get the 20% someplace else. Hmm. But let me tell you how joyously wonderful an idea this is. Brown University and every college in the state turns away scores of swim uh, meets every year. People want to use their pool, and they have to keep it for themselves. Rightfully so. We could make our Olympic swimming pool available one day a week, you know, maybe 45 weeks out of the year, to rent. Hmm. And I think it would pay the operating costs. Wow. One day, and the other six days free. And, you know, you, you know, I'm always a little interested in class. You know, if, if you make more than 100000 bucks, you'd have to pay $2 to use it. Sure. <laughs> and everybody under $100,000 family can use it for free. Now, what is this about my mother-in-law, uh, a week before she left us and went to heaven, and I know my mother-in-law went to heaven without question, uh, she went swimming in the Dartmouth University swimming pool. Mm. She couldn't walk. She couldn't do anything. Wow. Have you seen old ladies? Swimming yes. At Laurel Mead and they're every place fantastic. They're, they're, oh. that's, that's when they're the most it, it, able and free, and it keeps them alive. Yes. It's invigorating. Yes. yes. 
and you you go there and you watch him and you say, is this the same woman I brought in here? Yeah, they can barely walk. this for the people of Providence. Yeah, I, really I like do. it. And what, when we get this pool, the next thing I'm going to do is take half our money because we give all our money to the Y and rightfully so because they have great swimming programs, uh, you know, teaching. And we're going to create the teaching program paid for privately by stages of freedom for this pool because it hurts my heart to go to the three pools little pools we had and the kids are sitting there with their feet in the water they they don't know how to swim right and the lifeguards are reluctant to let the few who know how because you know what happens when the three kids jump in the water who know how to swim the other 40 with their feet in the water decide I'm going to get in too wow and the lifeguard has to say, hey, hey, hey not yeah. you, you can't swim. Right. Oh, mm. it's a mess. It's... Uh, but, Ray, coming back but, to Mayor Alorza. But, but can I, can go I ahead. say this to you? Go ahead. Every place I go, I, I'm looking for $5,000, and we're going to turn it into $14 million. Mm. I, I need to put together a study. I need to pick a high school to attach this to. I need to focus and as I said, I'm beginning the conversations, and you just gave me direction. I'm going to call Ed Cooley yes. on Monday. Hmm. Um, folks, we're speaking with Ray Rickman, and I'm going to let him go in a moment. But, Ray, again, just getting back to Mayor Lorza, what do you think was his main motivation for that? That was a political stunt yesterday. I mean, we'll see what, what pans out. But what, what do you think his main motivation was yesterday? <laughs> see, I'm going to let you say that, not me. All right. The reason I, well, no, no. And the reason I won't say it is because I believe nine out of ten politicians actually want to do what they say they're going to do. And then the question is, do they do it? Yeah. And you don't do it. I was talking to someone the other day, and he told me, well, uh, I have to get the Speaker's permission. I have to get the President's Senate's permission. I, You know, he was telling me the five things that stop it. And I said, uh, nope, I'll call you back in two weeks, and you call those five people and ask. And then you can be stopped. Don't yep. be stopped because you think you're going to be stopped. Right. So that's what I think about all politicians, Democrats and Republicans. What do you think of Dr. That, Scott? She's a wonderful woman. She is. <laughs> yeah. But, 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 uh, can I tell you, and I wish we could, I, I wish I had power. Every single institution needs to be reviewed and how it functions and what it does for we, the people of Rhode Island, for the million, 50,000 of us. Because some of these institutions are stale and old. Uh, the medical, uh, the health department needs to be realigned. Hmm. Uh, you know, diabetes with Rhode Islanders, and, uh, Rhode Islanders in general go up every year, and with black people really go up. We need a new way of dealing with these medical problems. We haven't handled this pandemic very well. No. So the governor has tried. I give her an A for um, attitude and interest and commitment. And I hope this doesn't hurt her health the way she has stepped forward for us. Yes. But I give her a C for the results. And that's not the grade for her. That's the grade for all of us. Hmm. If I see one more jogger out running without a mask, you know, they're spitting three times further than anybody. <laughs> and they won't put on a mask. What is What does Ray so, Rickman think of the Black Lives Matter movement? I think it's stunning because it may move us forward with all you, you know it's very hard and this applies to everybody change is hard you know whatever it is you have a system where uh, state senators and reps and governors legal counsel get the judgeships and when they're not getting them with the judge's daughter or son if you know what I'm talking about yes you know. that's right and even when we fix the system or we get a higher quality person than we used to get 20 years ago there's still somebody's relative. That's right. A law partner. Yep. And 90, 95% of lawyers are barred. You would think they would get mad hmm. and say, let's have a system where the best person gets the job. Well, that's why we need a black person on the Supreme Court because it's been white for 300 years. All white. That's first problem. Second problem is, and I say this to everybody, forget race or anything else. Uh, before 1920, women couldn't vote. After 1920, for 20, 30 years, they voted just like their husbands because their husbands told them. 
not a vote. And then probably in the, in the mid-50s, they started thinking for themselves and voting for themselves. Mm-hmm. And we get different results because of who's at the table. You're exactly right. Ray, we're going to... Yeah. We're going to leave it there. You are uh, so knowledgeable and enjoyable to talk to. Listen, I'm going to have you on again. I'm going to have you on again. I enjoy talking to you. You bring a lot of insight. Folks, there he is, Ray Rickman. Thank you, Ray, right here on the John DePietro Show. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Remember, it's going to be hot all summer long. Call J.K.L. today, 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Remember, with J.K.L., estimates are free. Financing is available. 53 years in business. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. They'll keep you warm in the wintertime. They'll keep you cool in the summertime. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Ready? 401 401- 351-7600. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Make sure your cooling system, home or business, is working as efficiently as possible. JKL 401-351-7600. It's John DePedro. Folks, it's 127. We're going to take a short break right now. Stay tuned. A lot more ahead on this Thursday of the John DePedro Show. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think, no gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90 percent they have the highest rebates of the market and they also do new insulation replacement of high efficiency gas boilers now jkl is a carrier factory authorized dealer they're licensed in rhode island and massachusetts folks let's face it being inside being comfortable in your home is there anything more important right now with what we're going through call jkl engineering central air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying, JKL. They'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation, second to none. Whether you're in Rhode Island or Massachusetts, call JKL Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call my friends at JKL, 401 401- Three five one seventy six hundred. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. Let's be nice and comfortable in your home. JKL 401-351-7600. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. With us, folks, is Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, uh, in uh, this morning's Boston Globe, boy, Amanda Balquitz has a great story. Face off. Mass mandatory to some, furiously rejected by others. I was trying to figure out, like, what is this picture of? And my goodness, this man from Lincoln with a gash on his leg during a fight, th- this has become, this is such a problem. And it's it's becoming a bigger problem that's going on right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was a part of this that, that I thought we were going to, we were going to have a big problem sort of as the weather got warmer because people were getting restless. But the, re- the weather's warm now. It's here. You know, we're past the 4th of July. And it does. It feels like it's only escalating further. Uh, you know, the the amount of kind of pushback that you're reading about, you know, when you see these ice cream shops closing, uh, you know, you see these, these sort of uh, tangling and confrontation at bars or restaurants. Uh, it, it's very clearly, uh, uh, you know, sort of a hostile environment. Now, not widely. I mean, I think you would agree. For the most part, I do tend to see when I'm out people wearing their masks and generally uh, following along. But I think for uh, the, sort of a fringe element, you've got the the clash of the people who are. Uh, who are most likely to be very vocal and criticized are on the far left. The folks who are uh, who maybe aren't wearing their masks as much, you know, might might be more President Trump supporters or a little bit on their, their right. And so the, the fight that happens, it, it, you know, it's not like you and I seeing each other at the governor's press conference and me saying, John, you know, put your mask on or something like that. It is 
it, 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 it starts from a place that is much, much more tense uh, than it than, than it probably should be, and that's why you see it kind of escalate in many ways. And by the way, let's be very clear about this. It's wrong no matter what. It's wrong for someone to aggressively, you know, stick a finger in your eye and tell you to, uh, you know, tell you to put on your mask. And it's wrong for the person that's not wearing a mask to, you know, throw a fist or something like that, too. <laughs> it has been a, a problem all along. It also did start with when they were trying to conserve the mask. They should have made a better, and I mean nationally, a better 100%. effort to explain about face coverings as opposed to the mask. And then it is confusing for people. If you're outside alone, you don't need it. But, you know, he has a great line in Man the Story where he says he doesn't intend to speak up again. You're not going to change anyone's mind. Dan McGowan, I, I've come to arguments with, with listeners and followers on my pages, and I've also given up. I look at it as, you know, there are some people that, uh, that, that it's like they smoke, and you can't tell them that That's you right. shouldn't be smoking. It's the people who, when they first started to enforce the seatbelts, they refused to wear seatbelts. This is there's people that will wear a, a motorcycle helmet. This you you cannot change their mind. And and there are people I don't I don't even understand where it started, but it is affecting certain businesses. You know, in the story they mentioned Brickley's, but Dan McGowan, I I also hear a number of restaurant people. This is not the role they want to play of the bad cop saying to people, "Excuse me, you have to put up your mask when you're gonna you have to put it on when you're gonna go to like use the restroom." Yeah, I mean, John, you and I have worked in the restaurant industry before, yes. right? Like, you you know, if I, when I was bartending, if I had to, my, you know, my concentration was, like, make sure I get the drinks right and try to, you know, be charming to get a tip. To, to have to go up to somebody and say, you know, uh, you need to put on your mask, that's like saying oh, you're boy. eating too loud or something. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it is it is naturally confrontational. Uh, I don't envy anybody out there. And, and, and how do you handle it, right? If you're a you're a young person who's who's doing it, you know, you go to your manager, but the manager knows that they're you're already barely surviving on small, small margins or not at all with any margins right now. And so, you know, you don't the whole right. Everybody says the customer is always right. Uh, and so it's a it's a very, very difficult thing. And you're right. I mean, I think I feel like I'm seeing more of it again. I think the vast majority of people are are generally handling this okay but when you see you know a brickley saying we're done for the summer or you see restaurants really struggling and, and needing to you know pull back or close down earlier things like that uh it is i mean it, it's really concerning and i can't imagine it changes all that much going forward because i think we're going to have masks for quite a while yeah uh, and, and you use the you use the great example it's like a smoking or wearing a helmet I think yes. there's, there's always going to be a segment that um, or the seatbelt, you know, or yeah. the seatbelt that that's just not into it, and, yes. and uh, yeah, so I, I don't see this ending anytime soon. And I don't know where it comes from either, because you know I have people that, and we're going to move on, but contact me, and I feel like saying now I don't, but I feel like saying let me make sure I understand this. You know, you're you're unemployed, you smoke, you're obese, you live in a small <laughs> home in West Warwick. But you're very knowledgeable about the mask. <laughs> and you know more than Fauci and the CDC. I, I don't know where it came from. It is so deep-rooted. I don't blame them. I've given up on it. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. It's not worth arguing. When I'm doing a Facebook Live and I'm interviewing someone I have masks, all these comments, why are you wearing a mask? Take off the mask. I, I've just started to ignore it. Dan McGowan, I want to get back to Providence. You had a great story. Get ready for another pension reform push in Providence. Mayor Alorza, you know, if he were President Trump, they'd be saying he's doing the reparation to distract from the city has real <laughs> finance problems. I, I go downtown. So much of the city is still boarded up. It looks like a war zone. Um, they need the students back. But um, Providence has major financial challenges. Yeah, and by the way, to, to give a you know a little bit of a credit to, to a competitor, Journal has a great story today on uh, downtown restaurants and sort of will they be able to survive. Oh, I, I think, you know, that's a, this is a real, uh, a real challenge. And, you're, you know, the thing is, is, is that the, the mayor, I think, takes obviously he's, he's, he's completely different than President Trump. They disagree on just about everything. But it is hard not to, even as somebody who covers him and has covered him for a really long time, he's, he, he is somebody who likes to kind of jump from issue to issue. And so, you know, for a long time, there was a stretch where he was really all in on trying to sell or lease the Providence water system. And he would talk your ear. I mean, I had hour long conversations with the guy for, for a year about, about doing this. He backs off that, he moves on to the next thing. Then you get, you know, you, you, you go into coronavirus. And so 
that of course becomes the topic. And, and I, I think with the pension system right now, you had we, we talked about just a week or two ago about the the Supreme Court and a tough decision that came down, uh, you know, essentially ruling for retirees and making it more difficult to make pension changes. Um, now, you know, what you have is there's two years left in his term. There's two years left in a bunch of the city council members' terms. And they know they still have a real challenge when it comes to Providence's pension system. You know, for, for all the attention that, that was paid and given credit to, you know, Mayor Taveras about reforming things and making things better. Look, there's still the system is about 26 percent funded, which is that means it's 74 percent unfunded. Um and, and, you know, so so now they're, you know, Councilman David Salvatore is a smart guy. He's been around for a while. He's calling for let's study this more. Let's consider. I mean, he's floating the idea of, of maybe doing some sort of deal with Roger Williams Park to, to you know, sell it or lease it. Um, that's how dire we're talking about selling assets or leasing assets uh, to raise a bunch of money uh, and, and you're listeners are are probably you know pulling their hair out because you're saying wait a minute you just a little while ago we're talking about reparations and then you're talking about selling assets to to fund pension system it is i mean it it is not the um the common way that municipal leaders sort of run their cities but the mayor kind of runs by his own he kind of does what he wants right now he does and um and what about uh, dan mcgowan because he is term limited out is there someone kind of picking up the mantle of that on the Providence City Council? You know, it's, truthfully, the answer is no. Um, yeah. I think there's there's a lot of council members, just as there always is, that, that, you know, fancy themselves as wanting to be the mayor. I think probably half of them think they could do a better job than the mayor. Um, and, and probably a group of them think that they will, in, in fact, give some effort to run the city council president. Sabina Matos wants to run. David Salvatore, potentially. So there's a bunch of them. Um, the thing is, though, this this issue, you know, retiree pensions, which is the whole the whole ball game in Providence. That's that's the biggest challenge that the city has. You know, the closer you get to election or re-election, the less you want to talk about this. You mentioned before, do you want to have people on the doors asking, do they support reparations? Well, for Providence, you know, having going to the doors and having to say yes, I want to take away your pension or change your pension is equally, you know, concerning for them. And so the closer you get to an election, the far less likely you are to uh, to actually get anything done. And, and that's where, you know, you're, you're almost running in place. Uh, in fact, I, I wrote this week, I, so the best thing that they could potentially do is you study the issue as seriously as you ever as you ever have before and kind of hand it off to the next mayor. First day in office, here's a 100-page report on the things we think you should do, because then at least it's off of your chest as a current elected official, and you can be, you know, potentially helping the next mayor. And I hate to give everybody, like, the ability to almost cop out and, and you know, kick the can down the road, but realistically, uh, the closer you get to the 2022 elections, the less this is going to be talked about. Folks, uh, in our final uh, few moments with Dan McGowan, we're going to talk about the Brit case uh, and a lot more right here with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe on the John DePietro Show. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing? Bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401 401- 431-2300. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or 
Find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This portion of the program brought to you by Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Let's make sure your house and property looks the best it can look. Right now, spring is the time. You can text Jared, free same day, text estimate 401 617 2585. They have a great Facebook page, Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Let's get rid of that algae mildew that's outside in your home, the side of your home, on your pavement, on your patio. Maybe it's on the basketball court. Bethel Certified Soft Wash. They have a great Facebook page. Jared, the before and after pictures are just incredible. What your home could look like or your garage, your property with Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash. Now, Jared, he came to our house. Folks, it looks brand new. Get rid of, you know, it just happens. You build up some of that algae and mildew. And maybe sometimes you just have some dirt and grime. Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash. Especially now, we're spending more time outside. You want your house and property to look the best it can. Jared did a fantastic job. My neighbors are saying, my goodness, Juan, look how beautiful your house looks. It looks so clean. My kids said, Daddy, it's like the house got a bath. They said it did get a bath from Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Text Jared, free same-day text estimate, 401 617 2585. Find them on Facebook. It's Bethel Certified Soft Wash. It's going to make your property, your home, your deck, your walkway, any outdoor surface. He can get rid of it as far as the algae, mildew, gets rid of it with a very safe solution. It's Bethel Certified Soft Wash. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, weekdays, we start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380. Remember now, Providence and North of Providence, I want you to try the 99.9 FM, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website. Visit it, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Right on the top on the left-hand side, you'll see where it says listen live. Just click on that. Anywhere in the world, you can listen while we're live on the air. And then right below that on the dashboard at the website, You'll see where it says radio show. If you ever miss any part of the show, you just click on radio show and folks, boom, there it is. You can pull it up. It's all in library fashion. And remember, the uh, Facebook Live is very, very popular. Check out the Facebook page. It's John DePietro Show on Facebook. And then you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram and also on YouTube. Again, it's all under John DePietro Show. Right now, I'll bet you could use some extra cash. Why not sell some of your gold, silver, other precious metals? Vero Industries, folks, over 40 years experience, they will give you cash. They'll buy your gold, silver, other precious metals. Call Lee today at 401-434-8900. Leo has over 40 years experience. It's V-E-R-O, Vero Industries. They will buy gold. Silver, other precious metals, old, broken, new, silverware, jewelry, serving trays, tea, coffee sets, or pieces. Listen, why not right now sell it and get that cash that you need? Call Leo at Vero Industries, 401-434-8900. Impeccable reputation. Folks, they know the industry better than anyone, and they'll give you what it's worth. Your gold, silver, also a buyer of individual coins, coin collections, watches, half-earring pieces, and much more. Call Leo at Vero Industries. Why not get some cash right now for that gold, silver, and other precious metals? Call Leo, 401-434-8900. Weekend evening appointments are available. Two locations or at your location, their location, two locations, East Providence and Warwick. Call them Vero Industries. 401-434-8900. Listen, get cash for that gold, silver, other precious metals you have. Call Leo, 401-434-8900. One more time, 434-8900. He's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, uh, Ed Fitzpatrick, I believe, had... um the Boston Globe had a story about the latest situation with the Jeff Britt case. This is the money laundering case involving Speaker Mattiello. Fellas, and I know you're plugged in. There is a conference next week. This certainly sounds as though they're in 
high-level negotiations to try to settle this in some way. What, what are you hearing? Yeah, I, look, for all the, in, in, in Ed's reporting and, and I think in some of the other news outlets reporting, you've seen this idea that uh, they're, you know, there's a, they're going to discuss a, a plea arrangement, but, but the Jeff Britt's attorney, uh, Bob Carrenti, is kind of saying, well, we have nothing in place yet. Um, from everything that I can see and in, in sort of what I'm hearing behind the scenes, it does feel like there is there is actually real negotiation happening. It's not this game of, uh, oh, it's, uh, you know, I, I would not say it's 100 percent by any means going to trial. Um, I, I think that there there is an effort. Look, this the Bob Crenty is not a cheap lawyer. <laughs> I think uh, Jeff Britt is is spending some real money on this. I think he uh, if he could escape. You know, in this case with, uh, you know, maybe lower something to a misdemeanor, maybe, you know, so you try to avoid jail time, things like that. I think he would take it um, now behind the scenes. What he's saying is, is he doesn't really or what his what his you know friends are saying is they, they don't necessarily they don't want him to be muzzled. Right. They don't want a deal to be will let you off. But no, uh, you know, you can't go out on the steps of the attorney general's office or the court and say, uh, he, you know, here's how the, the AG's office screwed this up or something like that. That's the thing that, uh, you know, that he wants to be able to tell his story and, and actually, you know, suggest that he's been vindicated. Uh, I'm not so sure that that will happen. And I think that's where, you know, what we're going to see in the next couple of weeks and into, if there is some sort of plea, uh, plea agreement. Oh, boy, what's interesting about that is if, if he is unable to, I, I'd be hard pressed to find a campaign that's going to hire him again, unless he can come out and say, "Let me explain what really happened here." Yeah, I, although here's the thing: I mean, you you know this, Jeff Britt has um, a skill. I guess I would use the word for uh, being a, he's a survivor, right? And and, and while it, if you're a convicted felon, uh, it's very hard to get work on a campaign. I think you and I both know that that he is still having plenty of conversations with a whole bunch across the spectrum, Democrats, Republicans, independents about, you know, what what's 2022 going to look like? How can I help you? You know, giving advice. People still go to him for some of that, uh, you know, the, the underbelly of politics, the opposition research, things like that. Uh, he still gets those calls despite all the troubles that, that he's in. And so. Um, I, I think he expects to be able to survive, uh, at least in that way. But you're exactly right. I mean, if I were running for office, I think it would be hard to want to be associated with him or to have to, you know, write a $5,000 check to him, uh, you know, as a consultant. Yeah. And, and also just Mattiello is still a very powerful person. Um, you know, there are people who would not hire him because then it has to be disclosed and you don't want to have the speaker as as an enemy uh, because he is still the speaker right now though does this seem are you inclined to believe that this is going to be somehow plea bargained out say in the next month or so you know i'm not i don't know for sure in the next month or so but but i but i would say um i've always kind of thought that that i've always found it almost it would be almost too much of a um, you know, great story for guys like you and I who, if this were to go to trial, this idea sure. of this, you know, of all these people being kind of dragged in, I mean, it would be a much lighter version, but it would be like the Sancy trial, right? Of, of all these name people that, you know, you're, you're finding out what they've done. I've always sort of, uh, uh, you know, believe that, that it, it's just hard to believe that that will end up happening. So my gut is yes, there will be uh, some sort of arrangement agreement that will happen. But, uh, you know, I mean, so much depends on if the speaker, you know, were to, were to come out tomorrow and say that, say something critical of Jeff Britt, he may demand a trial just so he could, you know, get more attention. Uh, so, yeah. any, I mean, truthfully, anything can happen at this point. I noticed that um, they do want to, they want to keep throwing jabs at Mattiello saying, and we're going to call him as a witness, and we're going to call him as a witness, and they want that in there. Dan McGowan, last question. Do you think for Mattiello, who is in a tough re-election against Barbara Ann Fenton-Pong, as far as we know, is this better for him if this is resolved prior to, you know, is it better if he can go door to door and it's still just hanging out there, or is it better to, he says, hey, listen, I didn't know what the guy was doing but that case is settled, and um, which one do you think is better for him? Yeah, you know, it's tough to say, and here's why. Uh, you're going to have 
whatever whatever comes of of this, even if it's resolved or if it's not, he's going to face those questions. And by the way, he's also going to face the completely separate convention center questions. Yes, and so that's right. Th- he, he's got this challenge of it. It's just it's not just one incident in case where he's got a problem. I mean, I think he would love a scenario where. Uh, where Jeff Britt agreed to some sort of arrangement and and he could just say, look, I wasn't involved in that. I was, a, you know, I hired him because he's good at what he does, but he went a little rogue and we, you know, we've cut ties with him and then he could end it right there. And if you could end it right there, that would be fine. The problem is, is then he has to answer questions about the convention center. Then he has to answer questions about the chiropractor. Uh, sure. So he's dug himself into a huge hole. I mean, uh, this summer, God knows what campaigning is going to look like, but if there's ever a time where somebody uh, has a good chance against the Speaker of the House, it would have to be Barbara Ann uh, Fenton Fong here. Yes. Dan McGowan, um, just finally come full circle. Uh, the first time I remember I first interviewed Mary Kay Harris was in the aftermath of the shooting of Cornell Young, a uh, member of the Providence Police Force. She did a story on that 20 years later in and she at the time was was one of the co-founders or she was running deer at the time which is a big organization where they you know really uh go after the providence police and and she is now look at that she was just an, a deer activist now she's providence city councilwoman and if you don't mind just touch on her reaction with mayor lorza saying that they want to have a discussion and look into reparations yeah i mean her her big message was you know she put out a huge statement one of the longest things i've ever seen her write or say and her the end uh uh you know kind of result of the, the last thought was uh do not over promise and under deliver uh that's important because as you said i mean mary Kay harris uh not a household name she comes from the far left uh, uh oh yeah you know dare is a far left organization oh. she she's a uh, a career activist. She's been, you know, doing this work. She's, she's, you know, uh, probably in her sixties now. You know, she's been doing this work her entire life. And for her to come out and say, "Hey, Mayor, I appreciate you doing this, but don't screw it up." Uh, that mm. shows you that there, uh, there is, I think, at least some real skepticism. By the way, one of the only black elected officials in the city is Mary Kay Harris. So, uh, you know. You would you would tend to think she may be inclined to support this. I think she supports the concept, but she does not want to be to be there a year from now and have them announce you know uh, ten scholarships to kids. Uh, I think she wants something substantive and real, uh, and she's going to be one of the loudest voices probably attempting to hold the mayor accountable for the next couple of years. Yeah, we'll see how Mayor Lordsa does with the reparations thing. I'm already starting to wonder. If he overstepped by even including that word, because she does. And uh, Dan McGowan, you you know reported her statement uh, first on at least on Twitter. But the fact that she goes into with her generation of people of color that is that is a a very special, significant word. Yeah. And unless you're going to deliver on that, it already seems she's uh, intimating don't don't toss that around reparations. If as you say, if you're just talking about some scholarships i'm already starting to wonder if maybe he overstepped it by uh by trying to say they're going to seek that as opposed to because now boy that is like talk about like you don't want to over you promise and under deliver you want a situation where you do quite the opposite that's right um you just wonder about that if he had said in in the spirit of what's going on we want to try to make things right but reparations goes into there's, a, there's only one way to look at that, and that it is it is dollar for dollar. It is financial uh, involved. Folks, he's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, before I let you go, each day I start my day with an email, free email from Dan McGowan. How can someone listening get it? That's right. If you're listening right now, all you have to do is send a very simple email, blank email, to rinews at globe.com. I'll know what it is, rinews at globe.com. And uh, you'll you'll get at it. You'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning, and it's going to have a breakdown of original reporting from me. It's going to have you know stories like the scoop on reparations in Providence, and then you know your your rundown of the governor's press conferences today. And here's what Congressman Cicilline is doing. So it's a good way to sort of start your day, understand what's happening in the world. Uh, and uh, like I said, rinews at globe.com. You'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. Folks, he's Dan McGowan of the, of the Boston Globe. Dan, great job. We'll talk to you again. All right. See you soon, John. Thanks. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, 
Well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming. Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal. Since 2006, and also 24-7 emergency service available, call Yankee Tree Service today, 439-6028, 439-6028. Whether it's tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, emergency service, bucket truck service, and bobcat service. Since 2006, they've been performing tree removal service. On top of that, nothing stumps. Yankee Tree Service, they provide stump grinding. Enjoy your landscape without the eyesore. As far as pruning, well, let them get up there. Oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down. At Yankee Tree Service, their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439-6028, 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call, 439-6028, or online at yankeetreeservice.com. This is Dr. Tony Fauci with your Rhode Island coronavirus update. In phase four, strip clubs in Providence are expected to reopen. At the Foxy Lady, all lap dancers must adhere to six feet of social distancing and all dancers must wear a mask. At the Cadillac Lounge, dancers will be allowed to put hand sanitizer on male customers, but only for an agreed upon price. At Club Fantasies, all patrons going into the VIP lounge must use credit cards since the virus can easily spread on dollar bills. At Club Desire, All dancers are strongly encouraged to utilize the outside patio whenever possible, and all strip clubs should try to sanitize the stage and poles every four hours. All dancers should keep up to date with their contact tracing notebooks. I'm Dr. Fauci on the John DePietro Show. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 2110-508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508 336 2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. Hi, Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water. And they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want.